Welcome to the Every Nation Rosebank Church Podcast. At our church, we honor God, make disciples, and transform nations. For more information about our church, visit everynationrosebank.org and don't forget to subscribe. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment the way we can come together and hear your word. Father, I pray that your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish that which you sent it out to accomplish. So Father God, we thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we are continuing on the gospel according to Leviticus. Yay! <laughs> I must say that I was like, um, when I think it was Regan who was sharing the other time on um, offering and he was talking about reading Leviticus and I was challenged and I said, okay, I'm going to try it. That's, you know, like I'm going to go home and going to read it. I must confess I didn't get to beyond chapter one. You know? <laughs> I only got to read the whole thing because of I was told I was going to preach, so I must confess. But it was very hard, and I, you know. But then the more I read about it, the more I started to see that there's so much in Leviticus. So I'm hope that today I'm going to share some of those things that are really profound about the the book of uh, the gospel according to Leviticus, at least. And um, I get to share. This is my thingy. Every time. I'm doing it, right? Today is the day. Oh, there we go. Yes. Yay. Yes. Okay. So, um, okay, Jubilee. I get to share the message called the year of Jubilee or Jubilee. But I don't know about you, whether you, where you've heard the word Jubilee before or whatever. But for me, I went to a woman's residence called Jubilee when I was doing my undergrad. And um, you can see pink is still my favorite color. <laughs> I am color bombing that picture. Everybody is nicely coordinated, and me and my pink. But anyway, I used to go to this house. I used to be part of this woman's residence at Vesna. I was part of the leaders, so that's why I have that photo with some of my friends then. And um, I started to wonder, what is Jubilee? It was not the first time that I heard of the word Jubilee before, because of um, my father comes from an area called Magapanstadt. It's, if you know, Pretoria, North Pretoria, Hammersgrad. There's a hospital there called Jubilee. But, you know, I never bothered to find out what it meant up until I got to, to, to Verts. And I thought, I used to think that, well, maybe it's because of, um, we have the words like jubilant, jubilation, it means being happy and stuff like that. And I tried to do some study on this. I could not find any conclusive evidence. So I said, okay, Josephine, go back to the Bible. Find out what the word Jubilee is. So this is where we go and find out what the Bible has to say about Jubilee. And I learned this from CJ very nicely and said, hey, we need to know what things mean, right? Okay, now it has to cooperate. Oh, there we go. All right, there is the meaning of Jubilee. So we have to go back to the Bible to find what is the, the meaning of Jubilee. So I went to a dictionary, and this is what the dictionary said Jubilee means. It said that a year of emancipation and restoration, and it was kept every 50th year. So it was not every year. It came after 50 years, and that's very important to remember. And the other thing is that in Hebrew, actually, the word for Jubilee comes from the word Yobel. I don't know whether I'm saying it right, but all the Hebrew here with us, please bear with me. But this is how I'll say it, Yobel. And it means a ram's horn or a trumpet. And um, the reason why they call it um, a jubilee or a ram's horn year or a trumpet year it is because jubilee was launched by a blast from a ram's horn on the day of atonement so like us when we celebrate new year right we are all happy i know we're all happy new year's eve is here you see it midnight yes like you know we are popping all sorts of things so that we are celebrating why 
because we're expectant, you know. All of us, we're hoping that this is my year. You know, this is my year of financial breakthrough. This is my year that I'm getting to marry that beautiful woman. We're having all these expectations. We are declaring that this is my year of promotion. You know, I've been in this level. I'm going to be the manager. You know, we have this expectation, right? So we are launching the year with all our celebration, popping this champagne and all sorts of things. We're very excited about it. So this is how it was, it was um, ushered in, like we usher in the new year. And somebody blew the horn, and it was on the Day of Atonement. And I want you to keep that word on the Day of Atonement very, very um, in your mind. Don't lose that word. It was done on the Day of Atonement. So can we go to the Bible and find out what does the Bible say about Leviticus? Now I forget that I have to take everybody there. All right, there we go. Um, can we read together Leviticus chapter 25, verse 8 to 9? Oh, here I've got 8 to 9. It's supposed to be 8 to 13. So can we read together? I like it when people participate with me. So can we read together? And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself. Seven times seven years. And the time of the seven Sabbath of years shall be to you 49 years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th of the seventh month, the day of atonement. You shall make the trumpet to sound through all your land. And you shall consecrate on fifteenth year the liberty throughout belief for you, and each of you shall return to his possessions, and each of you shall return to his family. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you. You shall neither sow nor reap. shall be holy to you. You shall eat its produce from the field. In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. Amen. Thank you so much for participating and for reading with me. And um, when we read that scripture, you, we ask yourself, what is God talking about now in the scripture? What is he trying? What message is he trying to convey? So I just want to give us um, an understanding, a bit of a background about this Jubilee year. And what used to happen in the past, if you owed somebody luck, you had a debt, right? You had a debt and uh, you couldn't pay it. So what you would do, um, you would sort of lease yourself out or sell yourself out to somebody and not only yourself and your possession, your land, and then you would be under that person up until you could pay the, um, the debt, right? You would be under that person up until you could pay the debt. That is how you would be. You would, it's not only your possessions that they would take, but it would be you yourself as well. You'd be under that person working for them up until that debt is paid. So um, I like to make it like us when we buy a house, you know, we mortgage, most of the time we cannot afford, right? So a lot of people, they didn't want to be under that type of system, but they couldn't afford. Like, we, if you want a house, most of us, I don't know if you do, maybe some of you have, we don't have the two million, three million cash that the bank wants, so, or the owner wants for the house. So we have to go and borrow from the bank, right? We go from a bank, and the bank borrows us the money, it mortgages it. So it means that the house, we can live in and enjoy it, but the thing is that it still belongs to the bank. We cannot fully enjoy it. So the bank still has power over us. If we default in our payments, they're coming for it, eh? They're coming to to repossess it. So that's what they would do. And so what would happen is that 
if as much as we're enjoying the, the benefits of the house, we're not fully enjoying them because of the, it's not yours, it belongs to the bank. And the title deed is still with the bank up until you paid for it. So uh, what the bank does when you go and ask for a bond, it, it, it looks at you, it looks at your risk profile, it looks at your age, you know, if you are, it looks okay, this person can still, he's 25, still has to work for another 40 years because retirement age in South Africa is still 65. So it puts a nice, um, it puts a nice package for you such by the age of 65, you are debt free. So it would say that you, it is your year of Jubilee because you are free, right? You don't owe anybody anything. You are free. So if you are in your 40s, then they calculate according to your age and say, okay, you have so, so they'll make sure that but by 65, you must be free. So by 65, you must be jubilee. You must be free, right? We understand. You must be free. We must give you a title back, title deed back. That is what used to happen in the year of jubilee. We, 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 we declare you free. But that was not the only thing. That was not the only way to, to get out of that system if you owed somebody. You can imagine 50 years, like, yo, if you're in year one, you're thinking, oh, 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 50 years, I'm still going to be working under this person. Hey, do this, do this, and I'm just being thrown everywhere, like, you know. It's not a nice system, right? But it's not perfect, but at least it's something. You're not going to be under them forever. At least, you know, at 65, yippee, I'm free. Or in this case, at 50, yippee, I'm free. But... God had another plan. He had, it was, this was not only Jubilee, he had another plan. And this plan was called, um, it was, if maybe I would put it nicely, it was what we call the system of the king's man redeemer, right? I don't know if many of you have heard of this term, king's man redeemer. So you would only get out of that debt, obviously, if you paid for it. But the fact that you can't pay for it, you're in mortgage, shows that you don't have the ability. That's why you have to have a mortgage, I guess. That's how it is. So now, if... It was in Jubilee, in year one of the 50 years. I'm telling you, my friend, it was not in his space. So now, God had another plan. And this plan was called the, a, a Kingsman Redeemer, where somebody, a very nice person, can come and say, hey, Melody, I'm, I'm paying you back. Um, you are released now. But this, this thing has to be, the person who releases you from that type of a system had to be somebody, has to be of your relative, right? It couldn't be anyone. It cannot be if... I'll tell you, my surname is Lale, right? I'm Lale, that's my surname. So if somebody wanted to take me out of this system, this person has to be a Lale, right? I know we work in a patriarchal system. My mother is Rakon, but I can't use, I don't want to confuse. Let's just use Lale, right? Yeah, but any of my relatives, so that the land may remain and the possessions may remain in my family. So you can't be Mgomezuli and come and say, I'm coming to rescue Lali. It doesn't work. It will not be accepted. So to be a king's main redeemer, you have to be a relative. You have to be one of the relatives. And also you, the, the, the person who frees you had to be free himself. You can't go and free somebody if you yourself are not free, you know. Remember the words of Mandela. People in jail cannot negotiate. <laughs> they cannot enter contracts, right? Except if you're a Tabo Bester, of course. But that's another story. <laughs> but that's another story, right? We are not going to go there. We are, we are not going to touch that one. But the thing is that you have to be free yourself. The third condition that you have to have the ability, there's no point in getting somebody who cannot free you. Even if it's a relative, I mean, I don't know about your relatives. I don't know how nice they are, and I don't know their pockets, right? But I know my relative, right? I know my relative. I don't know if they would be willing, you know, and I know I'm that relative as well. I don't know if I'll be willing to pay somebody, and I'll say, yo, me, who said she must get into that thing? You, I wasn't there, so why should I take them out? I don't know about you, but I know myself. So that kind of thing of saying that, 
the other thing, this person had to, themselves had to be free. They couldn't be another slave, right, as I said. And they must be able to pay. But the other thing that I liked, they must be willing. There must be a willingness on their part to pay, right? And so that was the other way that you could be free and that you would be celebrating, yeah, I'm free. I'm no more under somebody's, um, somebody's rule. And what does this mean? What did it mean for the Israelites then? And what does it mean for us today? And that is what we want to get into. We understand the concept that you, it had to be jubilee for you to be free, and we also understand that somebody had to buy you out. So this is the implication of it. This is jubilee year meant for people. So you are free from your debt. You are free from your debt now. Yippee, you can go. You know, you can go. You are no more under, you know, the bank cannot own you, cannot control you. You are free now. The second thing is that your, your uh, things were restored to you, your possessions, everything was restored to you. Yourself, the land that you own, all your possessions were restored back to you. So you had, your, you had everything that you owned back to you. And the last thing, that year was also a year of rest. You were going to rest. I mean, how many of you need a rest? You know? <laughs> Let's see by show of hands. <laughs> We cannot joke with me. We're all very happy that we're having a long weekend. Some of us, it's five days, right? Because we took Friday off. So we are very happy about that. So we all like rest because we can refresh. We can replenish our strength. Hence, we like rest. And that is what it was supposed to be. This is what it meant for the, for the Israelites. And then you look at me and say, but okay, fine. What does this have to do with me today? You haven't answered my question. So what? So what? You know, I'm a New Testament believer. You're telling me about Old Testament things. Let's be serious here. All right, so before I tell you about the New Testament, what it says or what it means, um, I want to say that you must remember the Old Testament. Am I pressing this correctly? Oh, there we go. I got it. All right, this is my so what question, right? So we must remember that the Old Testament in the Bible, is, it's, it says that it's the shadow of the things of, is the shadow of the New Testament or the shadow of the realities of the New Testament, right? So what God did in the Old Testament or what God does most of the time in order for us to understand spiritual things, he uses things that we can understand, you know, because of some of these things we can't understand. If you were just to tell them in spiritual terms, we'd all be lost. We'd say, what is language is this God talking? We wouldn't be able to understand it. So God has to use some illustrations, has to use some, some things that will help us to understand what he's saying in his word. So the Old Testament in the, Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, it says that it's the shadow of the things to come. It means that... Um, what we see, what, what, what was happening in the Old Testament, is a reality to us of the spiritual things that God is telling us about, if I'm making sense. So, for instance, uh, the, we know of the law of sowing and reaping, right? So that if what you sow, I mean, your money, if you sow it, the Bible says it will return to you. And then he uses, God uses the illustration of it, just as the farmer sows the seed, and then after some time they come back, and then they find that after they've, from what they've sown, then there's a tree and there's, fruits and yeah, then that is how your money, you know, when you give it to the kingdom, that's how it's, it's able to grow. So by using that illustration, we can be able to understand. The same thing when Paul uses the illustration of, of trying to show us that we all have a part to play in the kingdom. He uses the illustration of the body. Like he said, oh, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body, every part of the body is important. The nails and the feet, everything has a part to play. Then we can understand it. Oh, it means that maybe in the house of God, I'm the ear, or some of them, I'm the nose, some of them, I'm the eye. We don't know. But we all have a part to play. So that makes us to understand that all of us has a, a part to play. We are not, there are no spare parts in God's kingdom. So you are part of an important thing. So those things help us to understand. So how does Leviticus... 
um, 25 help us to understand what God is saying to us. So we go to Luke chapter 4, verse, verse 18 and 19, and this is Jesus Christ speaking. Jesus Christ was speaking here before he started his earthly ministry, before he started to do anything. This is what he said. Okay, once again, please can you help me to read? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Excellent. Thank you guys for helping me to read. So when we read that scripture, it's actually almost like a mirror of what we've just read in the scripture or in Leviticus. Because here we see Jubilee. If you don't see Jubilee, I'll help you. Right? That's why I highlighted it. At the end, it said to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In other versions, it says to, 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 to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Why is it the Lord's favor? Because of Jesus Christ came to give us freedom from our sins. He came to give us, he came to restore us to our to our original mandate that God has given us. So he's coming to declare to us that I've come as a kingsman redeemer. Remember I told about a kingsman redeemer? I've come as a kingsman redeemer to restore to you that which the enemy had taken from you. I've come to declare that this is your jubilee. So if you're in your year one of the 50, I've come to tell you that, no, I've paid for you today, not tomorrow. It's your year of jubilee. This is what the Lord is trying to tell us in the scripture. So he's trying to say, this is what I've come up to do. This is what I've come to do for you. But we can see there is more that he's come to. Um, and and we, so maybe you will ask me, you know, I know you'll ask me, okay, so where is, what is my freedom? Where is my freedom? What does it mean? And then, you know, where is my rest? You know, where is my restoration? I'm here to help you. So, okay. <laughs> so let's go to the, um, to the next um, part. And you know, but before I go to the next part and talk about all of these things, you know, I, as I was doing the reading and preparing for the message, I was very disappointed. And you may ask, what were you disappointed about? I was disappointed because of, in none of the literature that I consulted, um, there was no way where it said that this is the, um, this, in this chapter, this is how the Israelites celebrated Jubilee. There was, they said that there was no evidence that this was ever carried out. You know, he said that it was, it, it, it is, it, there is no evidence that the Israelites actually obeyed this command. And I'm like thinking, hello, I mean, it means that people were continuing after 50 years, after 65 years working, thinking we are slaves, we don't have anywhere to go, we are stuck here. And I wondered, but what, what, what why? You know, you have to ask yourself, but why? I mean, this is good news, don't you think? I mean, who wouldn't want somebody comes, you know, some of us have got these big mortgages. If somebody comes, I'm paying it off. You're like, hallelujah, hippie. I don't even want to know anything. I'm just happy to know that you paid for me. You know what I mean? I am just happy because I'm free, you know. That is what is, and I don't understand this thing, but such good news, why? And I started to think maybe they were ignorant. Probably it's one of the things, because if we don't read the Bible, we miss out on the provision that God has given us. We miss out. That's why, you know, when we are, you know, we, right now we just talked about Victory Weekend. We talk about foundations. We talk about being part of a connect group. Maybe they didn't know. That's how they missed it. There's another possibility. The other possibility could be that the taskmasters, you know, the taskmasters who kept them in bondage, they didn't tell them. They knew. They said, like, ah, we are keeping them like this. I mean, I've heard of stories. They say that in America when um, the slaves 
um, whatever they call it, the slave law, the slave trade was stopped, there were some people who didn't know. They were kept in the dark about it so that the people can continue to use them, you know. For, and I thought, that's another possibility, don't you think? That's another possibility. But there's another possibility. The other possibility could be that the people willingly continued, you know, how it's like. You continue willingly in certain things. You know, we, sometimes it's because we think, I'm more. This is too good to be true. Aye. If it's too good to be true, then it probably is, you know, kind of a thing. But I'm here to tell you that the story of the gospel, it may be too good to be true, but it is true. It is true. It is true. I mean, this week I, was, I teach young boys the Bible. We use one-to-one, -one actually. So I was trying to teach them about uh, what we call it, obedience, right? Something like that. I don't know even how we got to obedience because we were talking about grace. I don't know how we got there. But anyway... We got to that, I was telling them. So I, I wanted to make it very relevant to them. So I started to say, okay, let me use the story of Tabo Bestar because it's everywhere, everybody knows about this story. Then I started to tell them, they didn't know. They looked at me. People said, you're not serious because they live in a very, uh, what is it, a very poor community. So maybe they don't have access to some of the things that we have. So you take for granted that they know. But they, they kept on looking and saying, hi, Bo. The other ones who heard about it a little bit were saying, hi, Bo, you can't be serious. The, one, the other one who heard about it, they didn't tell it properly. It was like a bit distorted. So I had to bring in. So sometimes, you know, those things can make people to continue because of, when I heard of Tao Bostel's story, I thought, no, it can't be true. I remember reading it and I said, this story cannot be true. This is the same story of that 10 visa, 10 babies. I don't know if you remember them. This is the direction we are going. This, somebody's trying to be clever with us here. You know, that is my thoughts. But when it was confirmed, remember it was confirmed on the 25th of March, I was shocked that this thing is true. But sometimes the good news of the gospel can be so good to be true. But I'm here today to tell you that it is true. There is a Kingsman Redeemer who is here to tell you that this is your year of Jubilee. This is your year of Jubilee. So now you ask us, what debt did we have? The Bible is clear in Romans 3, 23. Say the wages of sin is dead. It's death. We all had sinned and had fallen short of the glory of God. So we have this debt that we couldn't pay ourselves, right? We didn't qualify. We're not like Jesus. There were lots of qualification for us to be, in order for us to be able to pay this for our sins. We didn't fit in. You know, in the Old Testament, when they used to take these lambs, these animals to go and sacrifice, it, they had to be perfect. They had to be sinless. That is why it talks about, you must bring me a lamb that is without spot or blemish. It must be without sin. There was no one who didn't have sin. That's why Jesus Christ had to come. And the other thing I talked about, he had to be a relative. That is why he had to be made like you. Remember I talked about Elale not buying Umgomezul? Hey, he couldn't become, he could not come as a god. He couldn't, he could not. He had to come as a king's man redeemer, as my relative, another human being. That is why he took the form of a human being. That is why he qualified. The second thing I talked about that he had to be free himself. He had to be willing. Remember the willingness. I don't know about your relatives. <laughs> when you're in debt, I don't know about them. I don't know even about your friends. But I know mine, right? I know, and I also know myself. I don't know. I don't know if I had that million dollar thing that I, I could not be able to pay. I don't know if any, any one of them was Elon Musk as rich who could pay for me. I don't know. But Jesus, not only could he, he was also willing. And that's another thing. And it also had to be somebody who could do it. And Jesus Christ met that. He freed us. He came to tell us this is our year 
of Jubilee. Don't have to wait for 50 years or 65 years to be free. Today, today, it is your year of Jubilee. And the other thing we talk about restoration, what did he restore to us, right? Let me take some water, sorry. What did he come to restore? I wanted to put it nicely together, and I'm so blessed by the worship. Wasn't it beautiful? It was so beautiful. Oh, my word. Look, we are such a good father. Talk about he came to restore. You know, there are other songs. I don't know whether it's Shelly Caesar. Say, God put me back together again. You know, the porter wants to put me back t- together again because of, you know, I was a slave, and I, was, I didn't even know my... my sense of who I am was distorted. You know, I thought I was this nobody. You know, I was, but God comes to restore me. Not only does he restore me spiritually, he restores me with my soul and body. This is how the God that we serve. He restores us spiritually. In the Bible, it says that God has made us to be a royal priesthood, right? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own. And again, in the book of Revelations, they talk about being a kingdom of priests. And that's what God has restored to be, to take our rightful position. Remember we talked about, some time ago, I, I, I talked about um, how God from the beginning wanted us to rule the earth on his behalf. And so when we sinned, there was that separation, right? But Jesus Christ came to bridge that separation. And when he bridged that separation, then we are restored. Not only are we restored to the relationship, but also our dominion mandate, what God has given us from the start, he restores to us. Like, just like he would restore to them their property, he also restores to us our dominion mandate. Because you must remember in the Bible, the land had um, a different, is it importance than maybe we are attached to today, right? It, is, it was different. A land for the Israelites did not just mean just another commodity, another possession that, you know, you could get rid of anyhow. It represented their heritage. It represented their covenant with God. So it was much more. It was a big thing. It was not just like it's land, I can just dispose of it. No, you're disposing of your inheritance. Well, are you stupid or what? You can't do that. You have to understand what it is. And so God came to restore to us spiritually a dominion mandate. He came to restore ourselves. I mean, some of us, we come in, in the fallen world, we are classified as black women. God doesn't see that. Say, hey, this is my ambassador. I'm going to use this woman. She's very important. He restores to me my, my dominion mandate. I don't look at myself based on my sin, you know, because of what happened in, when, when Adam, Adam sinned. Adam started to identify himself. Oh, I'm naked. Said, Who told you so? Because God doesn't know a naked person. He knows a king who's supposed to rule on his behalf. He says, this is my Adam. So now what happened? There was a sin. So now he sees himself differently. So God is coming to restore us to a rightful position, to know who we are, so that we can continue. What was the mandate that he gave to, uh, to Adam in the first place? He said that, I want you to multiply. I want you to populate the earth and fill the earth with my glory. I want you to cultivate the land. That is why Jesus Christ continues again in Luke 13, if I'm quoting it correctly, 10 weeks is that, um, you know, occupy until I come. You must continue to work that I gave you to extend my kingdom in the earth. I don't know in what way you will do it. Some other people are missionaries, other people are, you know, um, working in children's church, whatever they do, but it doesn't always mean like
like all, all of us working in the church, it means that bringing his kingdom to different spheres of society. You as a lawyer, bring righteousness. Bring my kingdom there. You working as a musician, bring my, my, my kingdom there. You working as a teacher, you as a politician, whatever. God has got this role for us and he wants us to bring his kingdom to those places. How can we do that? Because he's empowered us. He's made us his kings and his priests. And again, when I talk about the priest, we, you know, in the past, you, we couldn't enter into God's presence because of our sins. But God has torn the veil through Jesus Christ. Now we can enter into his holy of holies. We can become um, in one with him and we can become priests for other people. We can become intercessors, pray for our, for our land and other things. That is how God has restored us. No more. That is why I like um, 2 Corinthians 5.17. I, clearly, I love that that whole chapter where it talks about we do not look at ourselves from an earthly position anymore. You are a new creation. It goes on to verse 20. It says that you are my ambassador for Christ. So we are here to bring reconciliation. So that's what he's asked us to do, to go and bring reconciliation between him and humankind. We must restore. We must be restorers of the earth. We must Make sure that Habakkuk 2.14, that the earth is full of the glory of the Lord, happens because of what God has done. Amen. I want to go. He also talks about restoring our soul. I mean, if we go back to that scripture, huh? you know, I, I'm afraid to go back because I mean, this thing is like, oh. You know, if we go back to what Jesus said, okay, thank you to help me. It worked. I don't know. This thing seems like it's going to fall. Okay, so when we read the scripture, we see that Jesus Christ talks about liberty to those who are oppressed. Oh, God did not say, okay, fine, you've got your land, do he needed to work. You know, like some of us are depressed. You know, some of us are working with insecurity. You know, they say that um, Adam, he made himself thick, and some people thick leaves to cover himself. So people, we have been trying to patch ourselves with all sorts of things, others with alcohol, to try and cover our fears, our insecurities, our guilt, our shame. But Jesus Christ said, hey, I've got you covered. This is what I've come to give. You don't have to do that. I've come to give you liberty. I've come to give you peace. That is why I call, he called himself the Prince of Peace. I've come. I'm, I'm dealing with you. I'm restoring you. Not certain parts. The whole of you. That is why it is your year of liberty. And not only that. The other thing is our body. You know, the cross. You know what? Jesus Christ did not only involve our spiritual and our soul. It also involved our body. You know, I want to go to the scripture. It will go there. Um, in First Peter, chapter two, uh, verse twenty-four, talks about, you know, he took, you know, by his stripes we are healed. So he took also, he is restoring to us our health. So we have, we can claim our health from God. We can, if we are sick, we have a right to say, no, 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 Jesus, this is what you bought for me, right? I don't need to be sick. I have to claim my healing. I have to claim my healing because that's what you bought for me. Your restoration did not just deal with only with my spirit or my soul, it also dealt with my body. And then the, uh, the last thing that we see here is rest. You know, in Matthew 11, 28, verse 30, it talks about God gave us rest. He said, come to me, all you, those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I love that. And we just, I've just verified that everybody loves rest. We love our holidays, right? If you're working, you're always checking, okay, this is long weekend. I'm going, you know, when am I going to take my leave? You know, we are, we love rest. So let's just be honest. We love rest because we can refresh, we can replenish, you know, we love rest. So God, Jesus Christ, I came rest. And again, I'm going to use spirit, soul, and body. 
And, you know, if you read at the book of Acts 17, it talks about that God has put some kind of a God-needing vacuum in our hearts. So it doesn't matter. All religions of the earth, and Jim was talking about Buddhism, there's Hinduism, there's all sorts of them. They're all trying somehow to fill this void that we have in a human heart. But it can only be filled by Jesus. And <laughs> so I just want to make an illustration from how I grew up. My dad was a very, uh, what do you call it, African man. You know, like a real African man. And he, he believed in this getting to God through our ancestors. But what used to surprise me, it seems as if we never get past the ancestors. We're always stuck at the ancestors. <laughs> when are we going to get to God? You know, these ancestors have more power. And they're very fickle. They have these fickle demands. Today they want this, tomorrow that. You know, my dad was never, was never a religious man or a, or a spiritual man. But you know, when things were not going right or something, and you could even see his continent, how serious he is, he would call us. And slaughter, he didn't have money. I think people who have money, they will slaughter goats and my debshem, some chickens. <laughs> slaughter. And he would call us and we would be like, and because of, you know, every father wants their family and their children to have the best. So we'd be taken to all these sangomas. Hey, we would be cut. Hey, these things. Hey, we worked. Yo, my dad worked. <laughs> and he would also, and he would also give us some ornaments to, to you know, like sometimes they give you so that you make you strong. So we would, <laughs> you're laughing. Some of you, maybe you can identify. That's why you're laughing. So we were putting this ointment, and it was very, I didn't like the ointment. Oh my word, it was black. So you take, I don't, I'm not advertising Vaseline, but you know, if I say petroleum gel, you won't hear, but if I say Vaseline, you'll hear me, you know? So Vaseline. So we'd put in a Vaseline, and this thing would be black, but it would be coarse. So you'd wipe it on your ear. And you know, my dad was there to make sure that we, we put it on. So afterwards, then he would tell us, this thing had to also had an element of secrecyana. Don't tell people. Don't tell people. Don't tell people. So here I am. I mean, like you're telling me, I went to school when I was four. I was four years, five years. You think I'm not going to tell people? <laughs> hey, yeah. You have to borrow from the American. You gotta be kidding me, you know? No, 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 no. So I would tell people hey, at school or my friends, you know, and then you feel guilty. Oh, then you think, hey, I'm sure they're angry, the ancestors. <laughs> because I told people. And there's also be this thing of, you know, like this thing of, you know, if you tell them the fear, somebody was going to die, or you're going to go crazy. That was bondage, it was very hard. So I'm scared, if anything happens, I'm feeling that I'm the one who brought bad luck to the family because I told my friend, you know, it was not nice. Hey, but we worked. But thank God that Jesus Christ, who is the right Kingsman Redeemer, thank God that he gives me rest. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to work for my salvation. It is done. It is finished. I only have to accept it. That is why sometimes it's too good to be true. You mean after going through those tangomas and doing all sorts of things, I just have to say yes? That's all. And that is the good news. This is the year of jubilee. This is the year of rest. No more striving to try and get to God. I've made a way. He said it. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am through Jesus Christ. And then even I've spoken about the soul, that God wants us to rest. What, do we, what does Psalm 23 say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, amen. Amen. He leads me beside still waters. God gives us rest for our souls. You know, when we are going through a lot, let us find ourselves in the Word. I mean, I can tell you my story of depression. Many people won't believe this. I was suicidal. When you, when you see me in that photo smiling, it was in that hall that I was actually suicidal. 
right? I was going to kill myself and it, it has 11 floors. I was going to jump off and just end it all. But God, you know, I used to stay there and I used to attend. This is why I emphasize being part of the family, connect, so that we can be, know the truth. I used to go to what then we used to call it cell group, but now we call it connect group. So my connect group leader stayed in that dress as well. So as I was on my way to just end my life because I was so depressed, I remembered, before I do this thing, maybe let me go and speak to Colleen, because that was my cell leader, you know, my connect leader. So I went to her, and guess what? He told me, he reminded me of scripture, and I know, uh-uh, no, 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 my rest is in God. So for the next few days, I kept on reading the word, and my soul was restored, my soul, because that's what he came to give me. The last thing, when we talk about rest, it's really physical as well, right? I mean, I've been talking about emphasizing the, talk, the thing about this being a holiday, resting. For me, I look, I must say, hey, I'm going to take the 28 as a holiday. Then I have five days. Yo, it's going to be fun. That's what I did. And I know most of you do that because we need to replenish. You know, when I was reading about this, understanding what the Sabbath is, because remember, the year of Jubilee, it's, the, it's a Sabbath. It's like a year that comes after seven times seven years. And in the Bible, the seventh day, the people are supposed to rest from their labors, right? From their work. On the seventh year, the people are supposed to let their land to rest, right? But after seven times seven, this is when we have jubilee, we have freedom, our debts are paid and everything. So that is what happened. So God wanted us to have that rest, you know, so that we can replenish. That's like the land needs to be replenished. And I did a little bit of study on this. Um, I, they said that people who actually keep the Sabbath or who rest increase their longevity. And I said, okay, I'm going to rest. <laughs> I need to rest because it increases your longevity. So it is good. I know Pastor Simon is going to talk about it next week. So I won't go too much about the Sabbath, but it was a year of rest. So this is what Jubilee is all about. This is what Jubilee is all about. Jesus Christ saying that Jubilee is not, you know, you don't have to wait for Jubilee. I'm here. I paid for you so you can know, be restored. You can be free. You know, you can have rest because of it is your year of Jubilee. So now I ask, then what shall we do? Well, what is our response to this? Are we going to be like those people who can claim, oh, we didn't know, that's why we didn't exercise Jubilee? Because this law was there all the time. There's no one who's telling me, why is it that it was never celebrated? I couldn't find anything in the Bible. Could it be ignorance? Today, as you're sitting here, nobody can claim that as, as a reason for them not accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, because you've been told You've been told that Jesus Christ has paid the price for you, the price for your sin. He has paid it for you in full. You know, sometimes when you pay, maybe you should change by 10 rand. No, no, no. It was paid in full. Jesus Christ paid in full. The other thing, I don't know if uh, maybe, you know, I, I, I liked what Jim was saying about us giving so that people can know this good news. Because of a lot of people are sitting, they don't know this good news. They're sitting in ignorance. And the devil is not going to tell them. Like it is a taskmaster. He's keeping them in sin in bondage. So that is why we need to give to missions. So that we can send people. That is why we need to give to churches. So that they can continue to preach the gospel. So that people will know. Because of otherwise, the Bible is clear. In 1 Corinthians 2, it is 1 Corinthians 4, 4. It says that the God of this world has kept the people in blindness. So these tasks, the people are not responding because of then who will, who will go and tell them? Because how will they respond if nobody tells them? That is what Romans 10, 17, who will, how will they know if nobody tells them? The devil is not going to tell them. Unbelievers are not going to tell them this message, but we are. 
And maybe the last category then is this thing of, <laughs> you know, um, the last part is these people who are willingly continuing to work because this thing looks like it's too good to be true. But as I've said, this is not a myth. This is not a myth. You know, I traveled to Athens last year and I was so fascinated, but I struggled because I didn't know which was the truth, which was a myth. I was, I was struggling. As I was visiting this museum, it was very confusing. But today, I'm clearing the confusion. This is not a myth. This is not a fairy tale that we are told, Benny and Betty, hey, Cinderella. No, 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 no. This is the truth. This is the truth. So I'm coming to tell you that Jesus Christ has done so much for you. If you are a believer, know that you are not just saved to go to heaven. God has restored to you your dominion mandate. He's given you a mission for life to partner with him, to extend his kingdom on earth. That's what Jesus Christ has given you today. He has given it to you. So maybe you were living in ignorance because there are a lot of people who are living in ignorance and not enjoying what God has done for them. So we need to be part of a church community. We need to be part of a family so that we can learn together and be able to know these truths so that we don't miss out on what God has done for us. I mean, um, there's a story that has been told of a man who traveled from Europe to America, and then he bought a, it was in a cruise ship then, it was back long ago. So he bought the ticket and he got into the, the cruise ship and he was traveling there and he bought himself some biscuits, some crackers and he was eating some crackers throughout the whole trip. He would go into the dining hall and see people eating nice dinners, you know, four course meal, breakfast, lunch and you know, he would go to his, you know, cabin and eat his crackers. So when they were disembarking, the captain is always there. He said, oh, thank you for coming on this cruise. Thank you. When he saw him, he said, hey, I've never seen you. Where were you? I've never seen you in the dining hall. He said, oh, I could not afford. He said, no, I could not afford to buy all these things. They say that the captain almost fell. He said, what? He, what? The meals were included with the ticket. So you would travel all the way to here for weeks and you missed out on the dinners, the lunches, and the nice things. You were eating your crackers because you didn't know. And that is how we can be. If we don't understand the year of Jubilee, if we don't understand what it means, we can live lives that are far lower than what God had intended for us. So today, I'm here to declare to you that you don't have to wait for 50 years, 65 years, whatever. This is your day. This is your day of liberty. Amen. This is your day of liberty. Amen. May God bless you.